the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Common Sense Business Talk during the day. Then we kick back and relax in the evenings. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Ugandan authorities have recovered the bodies of more than 40 people after suspected rebels attacked a secondary school near the border with Congo. The victims, most of whom were students, were burnt, shot or hacked to death at Lubiriha Secondary School in the Ugandan border town of Mapondwe. The attackers came at night and set fire to a dormitory, shooting and hacking others with machetes. The Ugandan military has said that at least six people were abducted by the rebels who fled across the porous border into Congo after the raid. That is Karen Chamis reporting. Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis says if he's elected to the White House, which he intends to be, he would put an end to the weaponization of federal agencies, including the DOJ. DeSantis says if elected, he will, in his words, reconstitutionalize the U.S. government and undo a lot of Biden regulations. This is SRN News. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Are you looking for a school that believes in partnering with parents to help students reach their full potential, both academically and spiritually? Are you looking for a school that believes, promotes, and encourages traditional values? If so, First Baptist School would be a wonderful fit for your students. First Baptist School has served families for over 52 years by providing a balanced academic program as well as a successful athletic program for students in K-3 through 12th grade. Their mission is to educate, train, and prepare students for a lifetime of service, commitment, obedience, and love towards God and His will, while instilling a biblical worldview and a passion to walk with Him. First Baptist School has been voted the top private school in Dakota County by the Reader's Choice and the Sun newspaper the past few years. Please call 651-423-2272 or go to fbsrosemount.org to set up a time to visit First Baptist School in Rosemount. Again, fbsrosemount.org. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. Is it his time? Yes! 
Where's your hat? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning. Welcome, King Banyan Show, the Biz fourteen forty. Thank you for being with us today. Um, it is uh, an FOMC weekend. It is also an inflation weekend here on the King Banyan Show. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The number to call with your questions and comments. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. On a on a I think that uh, this is actually technically this is the last weekend before the summer uh the summer solstice um which is frequently considered to be the start of summer but frankly hasn't summer already started for you but what great weather we sat uh we sat over on a deck overlooking uh, the Mississippi River last night having dinner with with friends it was um just a beautiful evening to walk around visit um Truly, uh, even at, uh, oh gosh, I think uh, at 10.15 last night, it was like, I suppose I should go in because I've got to go do radio, then I'm doing some, uh, I'm doing uh, judging of a speaking contest, and then ending the day uh, today uh, visiting with uh, with a nephew and uh, for, of all things, a cat's birthday. But this cat is ancient of days, and it's actually... Uh, actually lived far beyond whatever we thought uh, she would go, uh, and so and so it's something worth celebrating. Uh, the, uh, the long lives are worth celebrating, even if they're not human. Um, I agree. I think so, don't you? Anyway, let's get started. Uh, we've got a lot of cuts for you. We've got a lot. Okay, whenever I do the FOMC meeting, in fact, I looked and I actually. I'm actually going to tell uh, Spencer I let him off a little bit light. There were only 11 uh, cuts from the uh, press conference that I thought were worth playing. I could have picked out a few more. Uh, I don't have the cut of him telling um, uh, the guy from Fox Business that the federal debt limit is none of his business um, because I'm likely getting getting an argument with my listeners. I agree with Powell. It's none of his business. Stay out of that. Just focus on monetary policy. But trying to focus just on monetary policy may, in fact, get them in some trouble. Uh, Powell has to go up to uh, Congress next week. Part of this is because it's the normal reporting uh, of the Fed to uh, Congress. But part of it is also the fact that they're preparing to do not one, not two, but three three uh, confirmation hearings, uh, two of them for the vice chairs of the Fed. Um, uh, two of them, two of them, um, uh, two of them, for including Philip Jefferson uh, and Lisa Cook, uh, and then uh, Adriana Kugler, who will be the newest member of the Board of Governors, that uh, those all start on Wednesday this week. So I am... Uh, Super interested in in watching those as they come up. Powell's going to be speaking. I think there's a John Williams speech next week. But after the press conference, there was a lot of 
backtalk from folks uh, about what happened, and I think that's I, uh, what happened at the press conference. Uh, and I think we can sum it up with not necessarily all that many um, all that many uh, 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 clips. So what I want to do for you is I want to actually play. For, I actually want to first set up the inflation report as it came as it came out on Tuesday. Uh, excuse me, on Tuesday of this past week, C, the CPI report. So CPI came in one tenth of one percent. This was exactly what was expected. So if you go back and listen to the show last week, how do you do that? You go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. You look for the podcast. You got to get on the VIP club list. But guess what? You're a VIP. You can just sign up. You can go and and then once you get that VIP club and you're, you you can actually log in. You can get the podcast from last week. What did I say? I said to you, as long as the inflation report isn't something completely out of the ordinary, something completely unexpected, they were probably going to have to pause. And the reason they had to pause because they told you they were going to pause or skip. Skip, not pause being one of our phrases. Well, guess what? After one, a skip and a pause looks identical. And the CPI report that came out was exactly what you would have expected, right? Uh, market expectations was for one-tenth of one percent increase. It's exactly what we got. Expected a four-tenths increase in the core CPI. That's exactly what we got. Um, the year-over-year number was slightly better than expected on core, uh, but still running around 5%. And I know there are more people out there who are going <clears> to <throat> who are going to say to us that the inflation numbers, you know, for May and for June, excuse me, for June and for July are going to be uh, falling dramatically on a year-over-year basis because we had large increases in inflation in May and June, excuse me, in June and July of 2022, and it's just math, right? If I'm taking a 12-month average, and every month I'm gonna I'm gonna add the newest observation, I'm gonna take off the oldest observation, right? So if I'm gonna get a new number that's like a 0.4 or 0.2, and the number that's the oldest observation that now gets dropped is gonna be a 1.0 or a 1.2, well, the answer is the 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 12-month moving average is now going to be lower than it was before. And that's the game that everyone's doing right now. Hey, take a look over here. This is smaller. This number that we're going to get is going to be smaller than the number we're going to drop, so the whole average is going to go down. See, inflation's going away. possibly true but guess what everybody understands that and it's for the same reason i swear to you i am i am pretty much sick and tired of everyone showing me a six-month moving average that eliminates used car prices i'm sick of it okay and you know because all of a sudden paul krugman says this is my new preferred measure of underlying inflation Okay. This, my friends, is cherry picking. 
Okay, why is it Paul Krugman's new I new preferred measure? Paul Krugman has a story about how the world's gonna how the world should look like, what the world is like right now. We are we are, in the words of Ed Lemer, a very underrated great economist at UCLA. We are pattern seeking storytellers. Right? Paul Krugman, every day, wakes up and thinking about what story do I want to tell today? And his story is, is I don't like the word biased, but because people take that as being something malevolent. I think of it instead as being, I have a way about seeing the world that has this, has this pattern to it, because I have an underlying theory of how the world works. We have phrases for those. Some use the word ideology. I'm I'm not fond of that particular that particular word. It's become very it's become pejorative. I don't think I actually don't think ideology should be pejorative. But in the interest of trying to find something else, I have a mental model of how the world works. Paul Krugman has a mental model of how the world works. Paul Krugman's model and my model are not identical. But one of the things that I try to do is to be sure that the measures I'm using to determine what's going on in the economy don't jump around simply to fit what I see as being the preferred outcome to fit my story. I always have to be open to the possibility that I'm wrong. For the last few weeks, if you go listen to the old to, to the to the archive of our podcast, go back and listen to two three weeks. I'm openly questioning in my own head whether or not I blew the recession call I made in December because data keeps coming in to tell me that the GDP numbers for quarter two are likely to be even a little better than quarter one and that was a growth rate of one to that was a growth rate of one percent. If they come in at this time at one and a half percent, is that a robust booming economy? No, not in any way. But is it fair to call that a recession? Only if I kind of stretch the definition of recession, and I, you should be worried that I'm stretching it to fit my to fit my previous forecast, so I have to admit I was wrong. Friends, if you listen because you think I'm always right, you should change your channel right now because I'm not. And I don't think you should be picking your preferred measure of inflation to fit a to fit a story that you particularly want to tell okay housing data is always lag data i agree right so we always have we've always had this bias in in the shelter portion of our cpi numbers or pce numbers that has existed for a long time we didn't just discover that but people wanting to throw shelter out uh, all right, I, I even could see that. And Shelter was the largest contributor. And then the second largest contributor to the CPI numbers that we got was used cars and trucks. Well, well, lo and behold, what is this new preferred measure of inflation being promulgated by Paul Krugman? It excludes Shelter and used cars. So we're going to just drop all the stuff that's rising in price so that we can say prices aren't rising. 
I don't know. I, I I'm I'm sorry that that doesn't feel right to me. Why might why might uh, prices be rising for used cars? Why might goods inflation come back a little bit? You know, I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna change the show order a little bit because I want to play I want to play something for you in the next segment to tell you why I think maybe the inflation story isn't quite the right inflation story. Um, and maybe we should be waiting to get a little more information before we make some big decisions about whether or not there's a recession or whether or not inflation is coming down. Just going to play a little bit for you. I'm going to do that right after these messages here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Mr. Garfield been shot down, shot down, shot down. Mr. Garfield been shot down. From Lakeville to Lake Superior and Champlain to Chile. We're where you are. The Biz 1440, Twin Cities Business Radio. Listen in anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dennis Prager here. Sue and I mean it when we say dogs are part of our family and there's nothing like their loyal companionship. So we provide them with Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, because we want them to feel healthy and be with us as long as possible. I know Charlie Kirk feels the same way. The Pragers and I couldn't agree more. I rely on my trusted furry friend, Mr. Briggs, who's an absolute machine, and he relies on me to provide what's best for him. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has packed Rough Greens, not a dog food, but a supplement full of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, and omega oils that Mr. Briggs absolutely needs and loves. Trying Rough Greens for your dog just makes sense. Greetings, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black here. I'm honored that the Pragers and Charlie trust their dog's health to Rough Green. I'm so confident that Rough Green can help your dog too that I'm offering you a free Jumpstart trial bag. Just cover the shipping. Yes, dog food is dead food, but it doesn't have to be. Go to ruffgreens.com. You know, I'm on my third vehicle from Invergrove Hyundai. Hi, I'm Gordy from Maplewood. We bought two this year in four months, and my wife came out, who's not a car person, and said... We need to buy a car with all those safety features. I do all of my service at Invergrove Hyundai. The service is excellent, the timing's excellent, and the price is competitive. They get the job done, they tell you what you need to know. Yeah, I bought a lot of cars. I'm a car guy. Matter of fact, this has been the most positive experience I've ever had. When you're thinking of service, try Invergrove Hyundai. See for yourself, and then you be the judge. I've not found anybody that's any better. They're a very real, honest dealership. Invergrove Hyundai service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Planning for summer? Between giving the kids an extra layer of SPF 50 and coating yourself with bug spray, you don't want to be worried about your air conditioner going out. Why not call the folks at Air Mechanical to give your air conditioner a full tune-up? They have the best trained technicians in the state, and with their easy online booking, getting your AC tune-up on the books will be a breeze. Schedule by calling or visit thinkami.com. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. You wouldn't run your washer for just a pair of socks, but your old water softener is doing just that when it regenerates. A smarter wet technology water softener from Commerce Water will save you salt and energy. Get $400 for your old salt hog from Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com.
Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for being with us today. We are in the middle, by the way, here at uh, at uh, St. Cloud State of finishing up. In fact, I think I just I think I just pretty much put to bed the next quarterly business report. Um, the next we're we're actually giving up the uh, the the live Zoom presentations, but in replacement, we're going to do like a a little ten minute podcast for you. Uh, and I'll shoot that out to you. But if you're not in the St. Cloud area and you don't want to make the drive up to here, um, but you actually did participate, I think there are a couple of you that actually did listen to the entire one-hour show of uh, what we do up here in St. Cloud in terms of locally, local economic news. Um, I have to say, I, I've become uh, somewhat... It's not that I'm tired of Zoom, but trying to do a presentation to an to an audience in a room and simultaneously in person and simultaneously for a audience that's going to watch it a week or five weeks later or five months later, I don't think that really works. Um, I it's one of the reasons why I keep doing this radio program live. I don't really like I don't really like recording it. Because um, because of things like I'm just doing now, I sometimes, I mean, I've got a flow going, and all of a sudden, like, okay, I want to move in this direction, I'm move in that direction. You don't always get that feel when you're not actually having to think on the fly and realize, okay, in two minutes I have to do something, I have to prepare for the next segment of my show. What am I doing next? Um, yes, I have a map, but sometimes I tear up the map, and I did just I tore it up about eight minutes ago. So off to off to this. I was looking for uh, things about inflation uh, and uh, ran across this. Uh, we've played this fellow before, Jared Bernstein, who's now moved over to be the chair of the Council of Economic Advisors. I will say Jared Bernstein has worked for President Biden back when he was vice president. Worked for him, I believe, on... He was at least chief economic advisor to one of Biden's earlier campaigns. Uh, um, I want to say both 2008 and the one prior to that, which I'm, if I'm remembering right, was in 2000. Um, the um, uh, so he's been so he often is channeling what's being fought in the White House, and so I always like the I always like to listen to him, even if I don't agree with him. It's like if I want to know what. If I want to know what President Biden or Vice President Biden or Senator Biden was thinking about economics, I just have to go find uh, Jerry Bernstein, and I probably know what what Biden thinks too. Um, and I and so he's just moved over to CEA, which surprised me that he didn't he wasn't there right from the start. But he had this to say after the CPI report they were just talking about cut on Tuesday, cut number eighteen. Well, I think implementing the president's agenda, which is very sensitive to uh, these aspects of the economy, particularly when it comes to inflation reduction, lower uh, cost for uh, uh, prescription drugs, lower cost for uh, insulin, um, much more domestic production, meaning improvements in supply. You know, for a while there, we had a, uh, a real spike in goods prices because there was so much demand, but also supply was so crimped post pandemic 
pandemic, supply chains are largely back to where they were pre-pandemic, and that helps put downward pressure on that part of inflation. As we implement both the Infrastructure Act and the Inflation Reduction Act, that will also, over the longer term, contribute to the economy's supply side. So I, I have to say, what I... When I was growing up, when I was a baby economist, as I like to like to say to audiences nowadays, um, according to the according to the uh, web page of the Council of Economic Advisors, the current web page, and they change every time, every time you uh, create, every time a new president comes in place, they can change this page, and they do. Um, I'm going to write, read to you. The Council of Economic Advisors, an agency within the Executive Office of the President, is charged with providing the President objective economic advice on the formulation of both domestic and international economic policy. Do you think that's what Mr. Bernstein was doing? What Bernstein was doing there? No. He is, in fact, out giving the... Which is what the National National Economic Council was created to do. The White House, and this was well before. I'm trying to remember when NEC was created. I want to say, I want to say this was during the Clinton administration, but it could well have been earlier, and I just don't remember. CEA was created in 1946, and the whole purpose of CEA was to bring in three usually academic economists that would come in and provide the president. Sometimes they'd be Wall Street economists, business economists, but mostly they were academics. They would come in, You, except for the chair, you wouldn't usually know who the other two are. And they would mostly focus on writing, a rep, writing an annual report called the Economic Report, the Economic Report of the President. Um, and, and they would provide analysis and they'd provide some analysis and uh, of trends policy evaluations and they would recommend policies but typically they were not the folks that would out there doing that but jared bernstein and and heather boucher um who who is you know are two folks who have worked for years as economic advisors to political candidates are now serving in in serving in CEA, and their argument is that the that the that they have done they're doing things that are reducing inflation. One of the reasons why I'm concerned about what the the way we're presenting information about inflation by using all these different filters for this and filters for that, which which I find annoying is. There are some significant things happening that I think are fairly underreported. Now, I'm going to say that in the next breath, say, there was a report on ABC News that I thought was very interesting. On their, on, on their evening news, they ran a story. Do you remember when we were talking about the docks in the Port of Los Angeles, the Port of Long Beach, Port of Oakland, Port of Seattle, and so forth? And how absolutely clogged they were in the number in goods being brought over from China. You'll remember that that then when China went through its COVID wave, 
last November, all of a sudden there wasn't much much in the way of goods coming from China because their factories stopped for about two months. Those factories are kind of coming back somewhat. Um, I don't have time and I didn't prepare much to talk about recent Chinese data, which would suggest China's rebound out of their COVID shock has not been anywhere near as robust as what happened in Europe and the United States. But atop all that, there's some significant happenings out at those ports right now regarding workers. Have you heard this story? It's possible you haven't, so I'm actually going to play this cut for you. This is from ABC News on Thursday. This is cut 19. This port and 28 others from here to Seattle are now facing disruptions as talks over pay have stalled. Now, the port of Oakland alone usually has over 2,000 trucks through its terminals every single day. But none were expected yesterday with labor shortages. And this means that shipments from clothes to furniture, even cars, may be impacted. Some folks in Hawaii who are often hit the hardest during disruptions are even stocking up on essentials just in case. The International Longshore and Warehouse House Union had reached a tentative agreement with the Pacific Maritime Association just a few months ago, but they did not reach an agreement with pay. Now, the LA Times, they report that the two groups held a meeting on Thursday. In a statement on Friday, the union said that any reports that negotiations have broken down are false, and they are committed to a bargaining, a contract that is fair and equitable. But the Port Association says this port now has major labor shortages, and that forced some terminals to shut down. That forced some terminals to shut down. She took about, I don't know how long that clip is, 45 seconds to get to the point. Some ports are being closed because of labor shortage issues. They say that they've got an agreement, but there's some stuff out there. Remember when uh, the Biden administration chose to intervene to stop a railroad, the potential for a railroad strike? I want to say that was actually earlier this year. Maybe it was late last year. My crack research team will get on that right away. Uh, But they, they intervened and said, no, 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 you can't strike. They could do that here. But none of that got mentioned. By Jared Bernstein. My point is this. We are all acting like inflation is being, or not we all, but people are acting like inflation is being solved by using using a, a questionable statistical analyses and basically hand-waving away all of the things that might, might be, cause inflation numbers to stay high. I'll set the shelter piece aside because that part is true. But what if there was a significant uh, dock worker strike, a longshoreman strike, on the West Coast? What would that do to prices for goods that are coming to us from Asia? Is there any? Is was has there been any discussion of what that of of what that means for inflation? And yes, monetary can monetary policy do anything about that? No, but remember, monetary policy is inserting itself in, in trying to balance supply and demand. And and here we have something that is counteracting what supposedly is good work that Bernstein's bragging about on the supply side. The, the 
the administration could intervene in trying to stop the and stop a potential strike and force these folks to settle but they haven't and it's not it's not for nothing that i noted uh a few weeks ago that uh secretary of labor uh marty walsh had left and they're bringing in a new person they're having trouble getting that person through the confirmation process in the meantime you might have a dock worker strike out west and in terms of inflation that's not nothing We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Well, I was born on a Sunday. A Thursday I had me a job. Wally Langfellow and Eric Nelson from Minnesota Score Radio's 10,000 Takes, talking about Minnesota's 10,000 losing teams. Wild Wolves, Gophers, Twins, Vikings, you name it, we'll cover it. Will any team step up and give Minnesota's long-suffering fans something to cheer about? If they do, we'll tell you about it on 10,000 Takes. 10,000 Takes, weeknights at 5, here on The Fizz 1440. Twin Cities Business Radio. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years, and it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. PragerTopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours you can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, PragerTopia Unlimited. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Time is running out to join us in Israel this fall. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to Israel in October with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to stand with Israel. We'll visit amazing places in the Holy Land designed to encourage and captivate you at every turn. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. In Israel, we'll explore some of the most fascinating sites from religious and political history. We'll walk the streets of Jerusalem, tracing back the steps of Jesus and his disciples, float in the Dead Sea with all its healing and rejuvenating effects and visit the Western Wall, a spiritual experience you will always remember fondly. Our expert guides will help explain the significance of each and every site and our food and accommodations are specifically designed with you in mind. No other trip will be like the Stand With Israel Tour. Sign up today to travel with Dennis and me this October. Call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519 or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. The Ramsey Show. I don't want to be the little pig in the straw house anymore. I'm going to get my crap together. I'm going to get out of debt and have an emergency fund. I'm going to be the little pig in the brick house so when the wolf comes and blows, I don't have credit card debt. I don't have student loan debt. I don't have car payments. I'm under control and I got a pile of money. You know what would happen? The economy would collapse. No, it wouldn't. The economy would boom. No nonsense financial talk. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 here on The Biz 1440. About a year ago, I said I Welcome back, King 
Daniel Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. It's we it's FOMC time here at the uh, King Banyan Show. And, and so, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, um, the day before the, uh, the announcement on Wednesday, the 14th, uh, the the probability that the Fed would keep rates constant implied by futures trading at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange was 94%. The mar- okay, the Fed had absolutely signaled what had happened, which was it had signaled. In particular, they had had signals come out by folks like uh, Philip Jefferson, who, as I mentioned uh, in the first segment today, had said, in essence, we are not going to raise rates unless there's something dramatically different about what comes forward. At that time, you had the jobs report come out. It was prior to the jobs report as well as the inflation report. The jobs report was far stronger than anyone had expected. The inflation report came in pretty much on the expectation. There had been no positive information regarding inflation if you believe that there's a trade-off and that higher unemployment rates, or excuse me, higher levels of payroll employment mean that there's more price pressure out there, which the Fed itself has argued, we'll talk about that in a bit, um, you would you would end up saying that the Fed, if anything, might have had some discussion about raising rates, certainly none about lowering rates. So... What came out from the statement and from the press conference has been characterized by just about everybody by uh, the phrase hawkish pause or, or, or I like hawkish skip. Okay. The statement itself is kind of bland, but it's sort of like this. They slightly tweak the language of the statement that comes out at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. our time here in Minnesota. Okay, a slight tweak, and but the tweak that uh, it, that so first of all they had raised rates ten consecutive meetings, and so now rather than having the word raise, they're going to switch it to maintain. Um, and then they did this rather than say the committee will closely monitor incoming information and assess the implications for monetary policy. It changed that sentence to this. Holding the target rate steady at this meeting allows the committee to assess additional information and its implications for monetary policy. It then changes it then changes in determining the extent of additional firming policy firming that may be appropriate to returning inflation to two percent over time. As opposed to in the May statement it had read the committee will closely monitor incoming information and assess the implications for monetary policy, and then says, in determining the extent to which additional policy firming may be appropriate to return inflation to 2% over time. In other words, they manipulated it to sort of say, to sort of say a little more firmly, we are looking at the next move to be an increase in interest rates, not a decrease. Every Fed board member and president has been pretty clear. We're not dropping rates anytime soon. And to that extent, they and that's what the statement was supposed to say. 
And that's what the gov- that's what Jay Powell was supposed to say at the press conference. We're not lowering rates anytime soon. And indeed, by the time we get this is let me go. Hang on a second. I've got to go grab the right uh, the right window. Uh, there we go. If you look at the rate that they're at right now, if you look at the <clears throat> target probabilities for the last meeting at the end of December, they say the rate, the current rate, which is five to five and a quarter, they put a 38% probability that that's where they'll stay, a 48% probability that that's where they're going, going up one rate, one bump to five and a quarter to five and a half, a 6% probability that they'll go up two steps to 550 to 575, and an 8% probability that they actually will cut down below 5%. What is interesting about that, and if you follow us on Twitter using the hashtag pound KBRS, you will see, um, you will see that uh, uh, I retweeted to you the, the dot plot, right? This is their fork, the, the members of the FOMC saying, where do you think the inflation rate is going to be at the end of 23, at the, excuse me, not, not the, infl- well, they asked that too. What do you think it's going to be in the end of, what do you think the Fed funds rate is going to be at the end of 2023, at the end of 2024, at the end of 2025? They have 19 people participating. Of the 19 people, two said five to five and a quarter. Four said five and a quarter to five and a half. Nine said five and a half to five and three quarters. Two said five and three quarters to six, and one governor—I gotta guess who that is—said no, it's going to be six to six and a quarter. That they—that one governor, governor or president said it's going to go up all—it's going to go up an entire one one percentage point, four bumps, four quarter point bumps between here and the end. That strikes me as pretty strange. Um, and it read to me at the time, and I initially tweeted this after the meeting and so forth, before I watched the press conference, uh, which I always watch later. I can't, I don't have the time to watch it at that moment. So I watched it later, later. And as I watched the press conference, he confirmed to me, the Fed does not have consensus on what's happening in the economy. But... The only consensus there is is we're not dropping the rate from here. The next step is up. Only two people say we should stay where we are. 17, let me do my math in my head. I think that actually is 16. Yep, 16 governors because we are missing one. 16 governors and presidents said we're, we're either going up one or two. That's the majority. And then a few said three or four. A few. Probably, I would I would argue, they won't get their way. And that the drop till 2024 is actually going to be down only to four and a quarter to four and a half. That's the, that's the modal forecast. The median forecast is actually, let me do that. So, yeah. So the mean, the median forecast is actually at four and a half to four and three quarters. 
and and they're really spread. And particularly when you look at look at the uh, at the twenty twenty five at the two and a half year out forecast, their reaction is, oh no, we are not going to be anywhere near consensus on this. Some people down in the low threes, you still have somebody up above five and a half percent. So there's no consensus on what 25 looks like, even when you get, and that's basically on the base. That's basically on the fact that even in 2025, the Fed is not behaving as if it thinks inflation will be solved by then. So here's the question that you end up asking: If I look at the FOMC statement and I read the statement that's there, the the statement as it's published. It appeared, right, and the dot plot is out prior to the press conference. As I read those pieces, my conclusion is, my conclusion is the Fed doesn't think a recession is actually hedging its bet that this recession is going to happen. It takes the inflation, it takes the inflation rate uh, up. You know, it takes the inflation rate up and it takes the unemployment rate down, right? So if I look at the unemployment re- projection before it was for the end of 23, it actually had the core PCE rate at 3.6% in March, now 3.9. Um, and it takes the unemployment rate forecast from 4.5% in March to now 4.1% as the median. Those are not numbers that are consistent with forecasting a recession. And yet the Fed is pausing. Does this really make sense? Well, we're going to play the we're going to play uh uh Chair Powell's own words for you and you can you can sort of make the judgment for yourself. We'll do that right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan show on the Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Did you know women control the majority of the wealth in this country? But when it comes to financial education, we are told what to do by those who manage our money. They talk over our heads, encourage us to trust them because they know what's best for us. Well, it's time for us to stand up for ourselves. Imagine knowing what to do with your own money. My parents taught me a lot about life, trust, and human kindness, but unfortunately, very little about money. Right now, there are endless opportunities with the markets. By knowing what to do, you can learn how to protect the money you have worked so hard for and create a secondary income strategy. I have found just the place, Online Trading Academy, a trusted company that offers you an opportunity to learn how to have financial independence. Join us for a free two-hour beginner's class. Text investing to 210-210. Let's start the new year out right. Text investing to 210-210. Remember, this is nothing new. It's just a little bit different. 
Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Listen to the King Banyan Show Saturday mornings at 9 here on the Biz 1440. It's the latest economic news, trade information, your monthly jobs report, and much more. Join us this Saturday morning live on the Biz 1440. From Glencoe to New Mexico, and Apple Valley to Napa Valley, we're where you are. This is Twin Cities Business Radio. Stream the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Just got a text message from my wife going to both me and my our daughter who lives over in Europe telling uh, telling him, we still don't have the garden fully in. Like, it feels a little late, but then it seems that way every year. Um, I prepared, uh, I prepared uh, um, myself to play 11 clips of this press conference, which lasted a little under 50 minutes as usual um general general observation the 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 prepared remarks were a little bit longer i want to say about 90 seconds longer than i'm used to having them here um but um but he tries to explain what i've just been describing in the last in the last segment by uh this statement uh, early on this is within like the first minute of the press conference. Let's play cut number one. In light of how far we've come in tightening policy, the uncertain lags with which monetary policy affects the economy, and potential headwinds from credit tightening, today we decided to leave our policy interest rate unchanged and to continue to reduce our securities holdings. Looking ahead, nearly all committee participants view it as likely that some further rate increases will be appropriate this year to bring inflation down to 2% over time. So, so you can always tell when he's reading the, the, the remarks because he, does, he doesn't have that, that halting voice. Um, that statement, that last statement, looking ahead, nearly all committee participants view it as likely that some further rate increases will be appropriate this year to bring inflation down to 2% over time. Understand that most of them, st- that I think all of them, still believe that the Fed funds rate will be elevated all the way through 2025. Yet, they chose to pause to wait for more, more time, more information. He continues, 
He continues by describing what's happening with inflation here. Cut number two. Nonetheless, inflation pressures continue to run high, and the process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go. The median projection in the SEP for total PCE inflation is 3.2% this year, 2.5% next year, and 2.1% in 2025. Core PCE inflation, which excludes volatile and food and energy prices, is projected to run higher than total inflation, and the median projection has been revised in the SEP up to 3.9% this year. What's interesting about that, that particular point about core PCE is that while they raise their rate on core PCE from 3.6 to 3.9, basically they're adjusting the forecast to get to reality. And 3.9, again, based on simply that mathematics of dropping out some of those observations from summer of 22 when you had a couple of of, I would agree, fairly anomalous uh, causes for for price hikes. Three nine is still pretty high, and he, yet they did not adjust the path that they see uh, happening by very much. If I look at the central tendency, the the middle twelve forecasts of the eighteen for twenty twenty four. Their range on inflation runs from 2.5 to 3.1, yet the median's at 2.6. So what does that tell me? It tells me you had, if I had a dot plot of their, of their inflation forecast for 2024, you had a whole lot of people just, just globbed up at 2.5. Um, and, then, and then you had a glob at, but the outliers, you had one at 2.2%, and you had one all the way out to 3.6%. That's... 18 months from now. And whoever it is that still believes that inflation forecast for next, for the end of 24, for 18 months from now, is 3.6%, is probably also someone that's still proposing that the Fed funds rate needs to be in the fives to bring it down. Because, remember, the Fed as a whole jumped its Fed funds rate forecast from 5.1%, uh, or basically five to five and a quarter, which was which is where it is right now, they move that now to five point six percent. And and if you look at the entire range, once again, I would say if you look at the entire range that's out there, um, you've got a few people saying saying we should keep the rate right here. You've got someone out all the way out to an above six Fed funds rate. Uh, and but the the central tendency is everyone's either with one increase or two increases, and that 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 that's the forecast that he's dealing with. But again, looking at that with saying they're doing that with a with a core inflation forecast, their preferred measure, somewhere between three point seven and four point two percent. Let's continue. Cut number three. As I noted earlier, nearly nearly all committee participants expect that it will be appropriate to raise interest rates somewhat further by the end of the year. But at this meeting, considering how far and how fast we've moved, we judged it prudent to hold the target range steady to allow the committee to assess additional information and its implications for monetary policy. That's the one where you're, where everyone's going to stops, I think, and starts to scratch their head and say, "Why? If you're so sure about your forecast, 
why would you then say that we decided how far and how fast we moved? We've judged it prudent to hold the target range steady to allow the committee to assess additional information. You give so what you give people. People said, and what what you give people is this document. And this document says we expect core inflation to be higher than we thought three months ago. We expect to raise rates two more times before the end of the year, but not yet because we want to be sure. I'm not terribly persuaded by that argument. Um, I'm persuaded by that argument. He even goes ahead and discusses the SEP. Let's go ahead and play this. Uh, no, you know what? I'm going to run out of time if I do it here, so I'm going to wait on that. But he then they, what they do then is they're going to they go ahead and and, and say we're going to do this right. I'm going to read you what what he says after that, even though I didn't have have uh, Spencer pull this. In determining the extent of additional policy firming that may be appropriate to return inflation to two percent over time. The committee will take into account the cumulative tightening of monetary policy, the lags with which monetary policy affects economic activity and inflation, and economic and financial developments. Right? That last point is, is maybe what's causing some of the hesitancy. Are they still worried that banks are going to have an issue? They might be. But we're going to do more of this press conference for you uh, in the next hour. Okay, so the hour of the press conference and the feedback on the press conference. Okay, Jay Powell's reviews have come in, and he didn't knock it out of the park. We'll talk after this. Hi, this is Tim Oberg from the Kingdom Builders. You know, every Minnesota summer brings with it many unpredictable weather events, especially hailstorms. Because a metal roof can be double the cost or more of an asphalt shingle roof, we can offer you a better option at a fraction of the cost. Class 4 rated shingles are tested to a standard that simulates impact from 2-inch hailstones. They can withstand this because they have a different polymer-modified asphalt base, which is simply designed to be more hail-resistant. And it's not that much more expensive. Since it only involves a different shingle and ridge cap, all the other roof components are the same as normal. Many insurance companies also will give you a discount on your premiums with a Class 4 roof. If you already have a roof damage claim, we can show you how little it costs to upgrade your claim to a Class 4 shingle for your new roof. Ask us about it when we stop by. Just call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or go to thekingdombuilders.com. We'll be happy to show you your best options. Back in 2013, I had an idea that homeowners like you who are looking for new siding, roofing, or windows might prefer one short meeting with an industry expert instead of three long-winded, high-pressure salespeople trying to push only one product, especially if they end up with three separate quotes either way. Hi, this is Ryan with My Three Quotes. Thanks to you, this is the 10th anniversary of My Three Quotes. I tried to think of a good anniversary special, but then I realized that the service is already free, there's never an obligation to buy, and it's already the easiest possible way to get multiple contractor bids emailed to you without all the hassle. Whether you've already had some bids or are just starting the process, multiple quotes from me are a must with the wide range of prices and quality for siding, roofing, and windows. So let's celebrate 10 years of homeowners doing things the smart and easy way with the best products and installers. Set up an appointment with me today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. Every day. 
the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.